Let's talk about it. This is the podcast where Jamie and Kirsten talk about everything. No limits, no boundaries. Join us while we talk about what really goes on in our lives. Anything goes. So without further ado, let's Let's talk talk about it. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk About It. Um, And it is a very special episode at that. I'm buzzing. We're so excited for you guys to dive in and listen uh, to this episode. We just finished filming. We are back doing our little intro. Yeah, Um, with a little movie magic. This will be before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, movie magic. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. Oh, well. Um, But anyways, um, we just got done with a little interview and talk with the wonderful Kathleen Moore psychic medium um Mm -hmm. this episode we'll dive into a little bit well dive into basically what she does um yeah and it's honestly any questions you could probably possibly think of I had so many random ones that I just I needed to ask no matter how stupid of a question it was and solid answers for every question posed so yes um it was great I've talked about Kathleen on here countless of times and how much I just adore this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, at, after this episode, make sure you take a look at the description and I will leave in the link for Kathleen's website and yeah. her socials. Um, we'll have again, thank you so much, below. Kathleen, for coming on and chatting with us. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and get on into it yeah sit back and enjoy um all right and we're back with kathleen moore a psychic medium thank you for coming on and letting us talk to you we've been really excited to have you yeah i'm very excited to be here um i've talked about kathleen multiple times on this podcast um i've been getting readings with you for i want to say three years now almost four mm-hmm. years um, so do you want to tell us a little about what you do? Uh, well, I mean, where do you begin with that? I'm a psychic <laughs> medium. Uh, I have a, an ability to connect to energy or spirit energy, as well as see psychic events that are coming up for people, which can include future events, past and present. Uh, mm-hmm. I do connect with, um, souls that have passed on we have in the physical world we really think of that as um, very physical once somebody passes but you know i look at it more as a a transition so i've been able i've been blessed to be able to connect with this ability and i think everybody has the ability to a certain extent it's just i tend to work with mine more so Mm -hmm. just like anything you practice it gets stronger with time so uh, so I am a professional psychic medium. I uh, read five days a week and I have clients all over the world and I really truly enjoy what I do and I feel that it's a gift to me when I connect with anybody. So both living and past or transitioned. So wow. it's all about energy. We're all energy. Wow. Okay. So, so yeah. I've never like talked to a psychic medium, nothing. So it's kind of interesting that Kirsten has had a little bit experience with talking. Mm -hmm. I have absolutely no clue. I'm so new to this idea and concept. So 
I'm genuinely curious, how old were you when you like discovered that you could do this? Uh, the ability has always been there as long as I can remember. For me, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I think that everybody, when they're really young, you always hear about kids saying to their parents, so you're the best parent I've ever had, or they talk about, you know, people that aren't in their lives yet. We think it's our, their imagination, but mm -hmm. right. it's actually memory cells from different lifetimes. Oh, it's wow. always been there for me. So for me, it's, it was like being raised knowing two languages. It was, it's very normal to me. So it's just always been there. Wow. As I grew older, uh, I realized that not everybody was connected and, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> that's, there's a reason for that. If everybody could do this, uh, nothing would get done in this world. Cause we're here to teach, evolve and, and right. grow. Right. And mm -hmm. experience and be a student. So I just happened to be somebody that is able to guide people and bring peace mm -hmm. to people when the inevitable comes, because obviously there's life and there's death and there's this, this cycle. Right. So, but it's been there as long as I can remember. Um, I wasn't a good teenager because <laughs> I was very different then. Mm -hmm. And it was during a time where uh, your generation is such an amazing generation of love. Right. right. Your generation is very much, much more open to things that are different where mm -hmm. when I was a teenager, it was, oh, you had to be a little cuckoo or. Right. That was going to be my follow up question. How did like mm -hmm. adults and even like your parents yeah. react when you kind of, how did you tell them? How did you go about telling people you had this gift? I, I was very lucky. I had a mother who was extremely magical. My mother always believed in magic. Wow. She always believed, had a sense of wonder. So my mom was always very receptive to it. Mm -hmm. My father uh, didn't take it for granted. He was very, very nature oriented. Mm -hmm. So he mm -hmm. taught me a lot about communicating with nature, being in nature. Mm -hmm. uh, so my parents were very open to it. Uh, okay. It was other people that weren't, you know, and they right. would say, you know, Maybe the world's not ready to hear everything that you see. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. So that was um, eye-opening for me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it was also eye-opening for me in the 70s and 80s. A lot of people would say, oh, you think you're a witch? And it went yeah. back to that, you know, that <clears throat> misconception of right. what a witch is or somebody that can see and hear. And it was very confusing to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I was, you know, probably, you know, nine or 10, I really noticed that I had to curb what I said, what I saw, mm -hmm. what I connected with, because people would say, you know, that that's a sin and there's something wrong with you, but I want to take you to church on Sunday. Right. You need to believe in that just on Sunday. And it was, to me, it was very, you know, nothing ever came to me that was angry or mean or mm -hmm nasty I felt love and peace from it so my my parents were very nurturing about it and got mm -hmm. me involved in nature and I started working with animals and wildlife and nature at a very young age wow um, working rehab and that kind of stuff which turned into a career later as well but mm -hmm. um they handled it very well it was the rest of the world that didn't so yeah. I had a little bit of a hiatus the people that accepted me for it Right. You know, I was open with mm -hmm. and the people that didn't, I just stayed quiet. So I made a rule 
at a very young age not to read anybody without permission. I, I you oh, know, because wow. it's like reading somebody's diary. You can't step in. I have to step into people's spiritual mm -hmm. energy to get the information that I get. Okay. Every reader reads different. But I've never gone up to somebody on the street and said, oh, hey, your grandpa said this. <laughs> okay, that's actually what I was wondering. That was one of my questions because I don't know why, but I've always thought like psychic mediums, they have, you know, they could they automatically just know everything about you okay but i feel like that's also like such a um like stereotype because we see right. things like long island medium where right. she's like shopping and walking up to someone <laughs> right yeah. and well what they don't you know what they don't show you behind the scenes is they pulled that person aside and said Teresa would mm -hmm. like to give you a, a message right you open to it here sign these papers and and they're open to it. I don't do that without permission. And I it, and I know she doesn't either as well. It's just, you're not going to see that filler on the TV show, right? And right. Um, I have had some clients or people that have booked appointments and they're like, I want to know what my ex-husband's doing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to psychically spy for you. I don't do that. What? And, That's um, so nuts. I mean, it's, but it, it's funny at the same yeah. time. Yeah. It is a stereotype. Everybody thinks you're either a gypsy or a fortune teller right. yeah. or that you're a mind reader. And so I never step into people's energy without their permission because we're in the physical world to learn and evolve. And I don't know what their relationship was before the person passed. Right. It could right. have been somebody that was extremely abusive to them in life. Uh, but when they cross over, they've, they've been taken into divine love. They've been forgiven. They've seen their life review. They understand why they, they chose the path they did. Mm. Uh, and we might not understand that. So spirit really doesn't have an understanding of secrets. It doesn't, it, it, they don't have an understanding of, you know, this might bring up bad memories. So mm. I always tell people you have control of your reading at all times. If somebody comes through that you don't want to talk to, you just have to let me know and I'll disconnect from the energy. They will respect you at that. So I never do that. Now, spirit is always with me. I always, I have little, you know, inner dialogues. I'm, the people that are very intuitive do have an inner dialogue or mm -hmm. an inner monologue, right? So, yeah. uh, and people that don't, that are here to change the world in a, a very scientific, special way, mm -hmm. you know, they don't have that. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that they aren't connected to the other side they know that they had a purpose here when they came into this world and they can't be distracted by spirit for that so okay um and it makes them very special as well but it yeah. to me it's fascinating because i have spirit around me all the time when i go to the mall mm -hmm. i see spirit around people i see spirit peeking i know when a place has a you know a, a spirit and an entity connected to it mm -hmm. hauntings wow. are very rare um, so a lot of people are like, oh, this place is haunted and they, yeah. oh, I heard this, this and that. And I'm like, you know, you don't want to go on a ghost hunt with me because I'm like, you know, that's what happened in life. You're feeling residual energy. You're not feeling an wow. actual ghost, but okay. there is, you know, there are some places that are haunted, but it's rare. Um, but I do see spirit all the time. So there's always chatter in my head. I'm never alone. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I was wondering. You talk about this like kind of inner monologue. And mm -hmm. so that's mm -hmm. just always with you. Like, always with me. Yeah. Wow. And it's okay. several for me, it's several, you know, back in the day, everybody would say, Oh, you're hearing voices. And right. 
are they telling you to hurt somebody? And I'm like, oh my gosh, no. Right. <laughs> I feel wow. nothing but love or jokes or, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So wow. I do have the ability now after I'm self-taught. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people, you know, that have been mentored. And I think that's wonderful. It's nice. When I was going through it, there wasn't a lot of people that were willing to take on teaching or um, help guiding. But I have since found a, a plethora of people that are really opening up spiritually and are willing to help. And I think there's yeah. enough for everyone. Um, but because it was such a, a strange thing to some people, mm-hmm. for a while there, unless I was dealing with uh, First Nations or Native American or somebody that truly believed in this higher power, mm-hmm. yeah. it was really hard to talk to people about it. But yeah, they're always there for me. And my poor husband, he was a non-believer. And then, you know, no he data. <laughs> yeah. what? for I a long time. <laughs> That's so funny. I can and imagine. And like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That right. makes like your day-to-day process like so much harder. Like I already like feel like it's hard for me to focus on things. Like I can't imagine what it's like, like going through life every day and having like a million voices in your ears. Right. Well, you know, when it when you're born with it and you and it's something that you've accepted as a part of you, which I did. I do get quiet moments and I do know how to turn it off if they're too intrusive because mm-hmm. spirit really doesn't have any manners. That's what I say. In the physical world, we have manners. We want to, mm-hmm. we want to wait till somebody finishes a sentence. Sometimes we do interrupt each other, but we say, oh, sorry for interrupting. Mm-hmm. They're at such a higher vibration that they just, you know, they just spit it all out and they're talking and they're connecting vibrationally wise, like mm-hmm. we're all energy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can tune it out and some, you know, some psychics wear hats, you know, and that's their, their sign and I'm not available. Some mm-hmm. people are, I've just really have gotten used to the background chatter. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just kind of in the background. It's just like some people that have to sleep with a fan for the white noise. My mm-hmm. white noise just happens to be spirit which is a, you know, high above me. So now does that affect your sleep at all? Yes and no. I genuinely don't sleep a lot about three days before full moon and, and into a couple of days after I'll sleep mm-hmm. anywhere from three to five hours a night. Oh, wow. Um, but I've gotten a lot better with that with, you know, I'm going, I'm in the physical world. I need sleep because they don't have a concept of time and they don't have a concept of sleep. Uh, you know, so, and it depends when the veil is thin, there is a veil between the, the transitional or the universal world or the divine world in our physical world. Mm. When the veil is very thin, they tend to be more chatty because mm-hmm. they know that we can connect. And there's certain times of the year that they're more chatty. Uh, but because I read every day, uh, and do readings and connect with spirit, they're a lot chattier with me than they would be if I was, you know, when I was only doing readings three days a week and, and working a part-time job, Mm -hmm. uh, they weren't as chatty because I had that break and I could focus on something. So it took me a while to get to a point where I could funnel that energy and then make it more like a background buzzing rather than voices Mm -hmm. and words and you know stuff like that on occasion I have asked people you know there's this spirit really really being loud in my ear can I deliver a message for you you know and Mm -hmm. I'll ask permission and if they say no they'll quiet right down they do respect it that way so yeah 
because we we have free will we get to decide when we're ready to hear from them right and uh i actually love what i do i'm pretty lucky i do get tired sometimes but it's not from spirit it's from the living yeah (laughs) i bet (laughs) yeah now what is your process like how do you go about like each reading for each individual reading, if I'm doing a one-on-one reading, I do a med- for all my readings, I do a meditation prior to connection. So mm-hmm. I will step into, like when I do a reading for you, I will do a meditation where I step into your spiritual energy. You voice mm-hmm. are, you know, a lot of people hear about the aura, you yeah. know, around somebody's body. We're spiritual beings first and physical beings second. Mm-hmm. So I step into your spiritual energy, which is very ancient and always connected to the other side. Mm -hmm. And then I ask spirit to step forward and give me information. And the reason why I step into your spiritual energy is because it is tethered or connected to your physical energy in this lifetime. Otherwise, I could end up, if I just step in and say, okay, spirit, come forward, I can end up talking to your brother from 1492. Oh, wow. Wow which is really cool for about five minutes, but then you're like, okay, I don't you know. I, <laughs> I kind of had a bad life then, or, you know, it was, you know, a short life or, and that's cool for about five minutes, but I really need to know what's going on then. Mm-hmm. So my process is through meditation and everybody meditates, meditates differently. And when I mm-hmm. open that, that door open, or when I open that veil, they come, you know, they come in and sometimes it's usually people that you've been connected to in this lifetime or um, family. There's no sense of DNA on the other side. So sometimes people that have been really close friends that you consider family or mm-hmm. people that have married in come in or adoptions, you know, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, then I will deliver the reading one-on-one and one-on-one is really good because I'm just focusing on your energy. When I do a big gallery reading where there's a lot of people in the room, I'll I'll step into everybody's energy and then I'm mm-hmm. channeling all their spirit energy so it can get very overwhelming for people. It can wow. it's spirit coming in all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I can almost pinpoint who's for who in a big gallery reading. So, mm-hmm. but I do I do the preparation before. So I'm not sitting on um a stage or in front of everybody or in somebody's living room, you know, doing that, the meditation, because it looks pretty funny when I meditate. I'm not going to lie. It's not, it's, it's not the yogi that some people yeah. do yoga, but <laughs> for me, it's completely different. So I, uh, I do it that way. And then if I'm doing a two person reading, I, I do a meditation where I, where I step into both those people's energy to pull, mm-hmm. pull spirit forward. Then the psychic part of me sees everything like a photograph in my head because oh, that's wow. what made sense to me as a child. So when I connect with energy, they're like a fingerprint. No two are alike, mm-hmm. but it's a vibration and it's an energy. They don't have a physical form when they cross over, but they do have what I call soul themes or connections. So I see that energy come through and then the psychic, the, the psychic part of me sees it like photographs in my head. So when I step into your energy I see a photo album for you inside my head that spirit is showing me so I know what these people looked like mm-hmm. in life when you knew them I get to see how they feel or or how you connected to them so that part the psychic part is not about reading minds it's more about reading the residual energy and the memories of that that spiritual imprint that mm-hmm. you received 
in the physical world. So it's like I have two things going on at once. I have spirit coming in and then I have the, the photographs coming in because that's what made sense to me as a child. Um, so yeah. it, it being self-taught, that's what worked for me. But some readers have it a feeling in the pit of their stomach. Some people okay. see pictures, and, you know, some people have a feeling. Uh, for me, it's I'm, I literally feel like I'm looking at a photo album. Like I turn pages, I move with them. I do automatic mm. writing because the pictures can hit me quite quicker than I can talk. Mm. So, um, and then I combine those both abilities to give uh, a reading that, you know, that brings spirit and your future or your present in and your past, which sometimes opens the door for a lot of healing. And sometimes oh, yeah. people aren't ready to get their messages, right? So right. Um, spirit can be connected to us at all times. I think a lot of people think that you just walk into a room and tap a spirit on the shoulder and say, Hey, Bob, we need to talk to you. <laughs> you now come in and, and that's not, they have free will. They do, they are in universal love. We come from there. Mm -hmm. we're, we're particles in their world rather than them being particles in ours. But because we're physical beings, we think we can control all that. So right. mm -hmm. um, they're just respectful though. So we can kind of control it. Okay. So I also want to know, so I'm sure it's probably happened to you before and it's something I would do if I was like getting a psychic mm -hmm. reading where have you ever had someone come to you and be like, I just need guidance for what I should do and like what the future holds? Mm -hmm. I feel like so, that's like half my readings with Kathleen. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really yeah, curious tell me what to do. on like that whole process and how you can kind of like know that. I don't know. I'm so curious. Well, everybody has free will. Okay. So usually with psychic ability or a medium reading or anything like that, mm -hmm. we have this enormous ability to have free will. Now right. I can tell somebody, listen, I see a couple speed bumps coming your way, but that's all they are. You have to get yeah. through the tough part. It will open doors for you. This is what I see coming. And some people will think that they don't deserve it or it shouldn't be that easy. So they self-sabotage and they take the detour. Okay. And, and it's okay to take the detour because obviously there, you know, you have the free will to take that to get some life lessons or spiritual resume. I call it the spiritual resume. Okay. So we're all here to learn. So when I see that, sometimes I, you know, people are, are listening to ego versus their intuition. Mm -hmm. And I harp on this a lot with a, a lot of my clients. I said, you're, you're listening to ego and ego is very chatty. It's very wordy. It's, it's not about arrogance. It's not about vanity. It's about ego always tells you you're not good enough. It couldn't be that easy. You couldn't know the answer, you know, right. so your intuition doesn't get involved with free will, but it really does help guide you. And those mm -hmm. are your spirit guides as your loved ones. That's your higher sense of self. That's mm -hmm. already on the other side. There's always a part of your imprint on the other side. So when you say, you know, do I, do I have chicken or fish for dinner? And the first thing that pops into your head is chicken. Everything after chicken is, you know, bull crap. I'm not going to swear on your, your boat. Oh, it's no. okay. We totally feel free. Feel free to. So, you know, everything after chicken is bullshit. That's your ego <laughs> coming in and going, you know, and then you get to the restaurant, everybody's eating fish. You're like, what do they know that I don't know? That's your ego mm. creeping in and making you second guess yourself. Well, then you're like, well, I, I need to change my, my order. I'd like to get the fish because everybody else is eating the fish, but nobody's eating the chicken. And they're like, no, we're sold out of the fish. So you're like, well, that's okay. My first instinct. 
Well, then you get your chicken and it's horrible. And everybody says, well, I listened to my intuition and it wasn't this monumental wow factor. It was a really crappy piece of chicken. But what you don't hear is that everybody that ate the fish the next day has food poisoning. Right. So sometimes your intuition puts you towards a shitty piece of chicken. Yeah. But you don't have food poisoning, right? Right, right. So listening to that inner voice or listening to that knowing is extremely powerful and it is following through. But when we're not able to make that decision, I am able to tap into the energy and see which way it's going to take you. And that is part of why my clients look forward to that. You know, what do you see with this? How do we go forward with this? Right. And sometimes that doesn't bring, sometimes that brings them not such a great piece of chicken, but it mm-hmm. opens doors for other things. Now, everybody had the food poisoning. You get, you get, have an interview for your dream job. And it turns out everybody, all your competition ate the fish the day before. So you're the only one that showed up to the interview and you get the dream job. You know, mm-hmm. now yeah. people are like, well, I got it by default. No, you got it by spirit help guiding you. Right. Right. So this is where people you utilize the psychic ability that I have to see into their future. There is no psychic that is 100 percent right. Mm. And there's no psychic that's going to be able to say to you, I can guarantee you can speak to specific spirits because they have free will just like we do. Right. There's no psychic that can tell you, hey, Tuesday at 3 p.m., the guy in the red tie at at Starbucks is going to give you the winning lottery. (laughs) That's what a lot of people expect out of a psychic because mm-hmm. that is how they push down the intuitive nature of people. People used to listen to nature. People used to listen to their intu- intuition. And mm-hmm. that's how this world got built. This is how people took a chance at flying an airplane. This is how it's all intuition based. It's all this, this guidance that comes into our head and in our creativity. Uh, and then when we're told, hey, you can't do that, we're like, okay, well, prove to me it's it's really happening. Right. Sometimes the proof is just knowing. And um, as we grow, we we tend to, people call it midlife crisis. You see people going through midlife crisis that right. are actually done listening to their intuition because they're too tired to listen to ego anymore. Mm-hmm. Wow. So an ego is very chatty, but it does serve a purpose. It helps us ground us. It helps us evolve and go through because let's face it when's the last time you heard anybody say oh everything was perfect in my life and I learned so much doesn't work that way yeah that's true these little storms between our calm that teaches us and helps us evolve to our next level and then years later we're like you know wow if everything had worked out and I graduated on time I wouldn't have this really cake job that I love graduated three months earlier with my class I wouldn't have been offered this awesome job I have right now because the job wasn't available then. So see, mm-hmm. there's always a bigger picture when things don't go our way. And that bigger right. picture is usually the universe or spirit moving us in the direction we need to be in. So I just happen to be able to decipher. It's almost like being a translator. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Now I've um, had... Um readings with sorry if you could hear the baby crying in the back my brother must have just got here (laughs) um uh I've had readings with you and um I don't know if you talked about this before on like lives where um spirit sometimes will combine with each other Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah now how does that work 
what happens is they're on a different vibrational level. So when spirit first comes in, it's almost like a buzzing or a ringing in the ears. It's at a much higher. So I have to slow that down mm -hmm. to understand them in real time or in physical time. And they don't have a concept of time. So sometimes when spirit comes through, I'll have two spirits coming through at the same time because they're all energy. They can connect, you know, to the person that I'm talking to anytime. There's always a thread of connection. Mm -hmm. But if they're both talking at the same time, they don't they don't see that as being overwhelming. So sometimes their energy will morph on top of each other. Oh, wow. So, or blend together. So I'll get a, a part of a message from one family member or friend, and then I'll get a part of a message from another family member or friend. Mm -hmm. And then I have to separate it when they're like, well, that sounds like both my grandmothers, or that sounds like both right. my dads, or that mm -hmm. sounds like both my mom and my aunt. I, I Then I'm like, okay, give me a second. Let me talk to them and see if I can separate that energy. Because there are people that are on the same and spirits the same way. There are people in your life right now that are on the same vibrational level as you. Mm -hmm. So therefore we have that, that soul connection, like soul sisters or soul brothers or friends that are like soulmates, but there's, there's an, even romantically, we see that as well. Mm -hmm. Spirits, no different. There are people, there are spirits on the other side that are on the same vibrational level and that they both come in at the same time. They morph at the same time because they're mm -hmm. at the same now, if your grandfather is a little higher vibrational level than your grandmother, I'll be able to separate them, right? Yeah. So sometimes that has to do with the level that they're at when they cross over. So then they, they, they kind of morph together. Morph is the only word I know how to use. It's, it's bringing, it's like a weave. It's like their mm -hmm. energy weave together. So then I have to try to separate it. Because I've even had like cases with you where like my it was right after my uncle died where spirit was lending him energy mm -hmm. to send a message. Yes. I didn't yeah. even know that was a thing. Like, that's crazy. Right. That is, yeah. Well, sometimes when they cross over, our grief can stop us from feeling completely connected to spirit. Right. Uh, and grief is a gift. Grief and love are a couple. You can't have one without the other. And as much as people don't want to hear that, grief is a gift. It lets you know that you loved and were loved back. Mm -hmm. right. But when they're seeing their life review or our grief is too great, other energies on the other side that are a higher vibration or who have acclimated to the other side will lend energy so they can speak to me, so they can project their energy because they are adjusting to crossing over. They're adjusting from going to the physical, from the physical world back into their universal world or their divine world. And some of us, like people that really, really fight, I mean, our, our instinct physically is to fight for life, right? So, right. and that's survival. And, and that's important for us because that really does, we know we're here to evolve. I've had some spirit come through and say, you know, it wasn't my spirit that gave up. It was my body. My body couldn't keep up anymore mm -hmm. with my spirit's vibration. And when they're acclimating, sometimes they need, they, they don't understand how to project their energy in a non-physical way. So spirit that's there to, that they've been reunited with and they're connected to will mm -hmm. lend their energy to help them project. Um, because I have to channel them and I have to, they have to use a physical form again through me, whether mm -hmm. I'm seeing it in photographs or 
feeling the energy. So, and some of them are just such, at such a higher level when they were here on earth, they, they just physically go right back into spirit world and they're able to project right away, but they can right. connect with that spiritually as soon as they cross over. Wow. But they have things to do too. They're being reunited with loved ones. Mm-hmm. They're being reunited with their their true authentic selves because we all carry a vibration. They're letting go. They're forgiving themselves. They're taken into divine love. There's so much going on when they first cross over mm-hmm. that sometimes they they need that help for projecting. Okay. Not just like if you you oh, know sorry. just like if you break just like if you break your leg. You need crutches or a boot right. or something to help you. It's the same thing when uh-huh. they're until they're acclimated and they they understand the vibration of where they're at. Uh, they they will call on loved ones to help them. So, wow. Now, since spirit comes to you in a physical form, does spirit kind of choose what they look like or how they present themselves? When spirit comes to me, they are pure energy. And it looks to me like every reader reads differently. I see them as light. Then they turn into, for me, it's it's the finest color silver you can ever imagine. It's like a silver thread. Mm -hmm. And that thread takes on the shape of what, the silhouette of what their shape was in life, mostly when they felt they were their healthiest. And then the psychic part of me puts that into the photograph or the photo album. And then I see it over time. So when they come to me, I feel their energy and their imprint like a fingerprint. Mm -hmm. So like if you put your fingerprint on paper, it's different than anybody else's, right? No two fingerprints are alike. Well, that's the same with spirit. So I see their their imprint or their soul's vibration imprint their fingerprint Mm -hmm. and it doesn't look like the physical world to me it looks more like a light and then it turns into this beautiful thread that becomes part of the weave that connects all of us and connects all the universal energies from trees to animals to your loved ones to now there are souls that get on the other side obviously there's people that we don't get along with you know how you will look at somebody you're like oh I don't get a good feeling about them yeah and, and, and sometimes we can even have that in our family right and we're mm-hmm. like I just don't mix and it's like oil and you know water and that's okay and you can love somebody but you don't have to your vibrations are so different mm. and when they, we cross over there's forgiveness there's love but we don't become these really connected spirits when we weren't you know our our energies just didn't mix and that's okay Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean there's hate or anger or anything like that on the other side it shows that that soul vibration served a purpose for your spiritual resume in the physical world that doesn't mean that you're you're going to spend an attorney eternity being close to somebody that you don't feel connected to it is all connection so you know, that when I connect with them, I do honor them when they come in the room, but it's in my head. I see the energy. I see the light come through. I see the threads. Then I see the thread connect to you. And then I see the photograph and how they're connected to you. Mm-hmm. So that's just, again, self-taught. I do use tarot cards. Uh, tarot cards are a really good way to focus energy. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and helping with, you know, spirit coming through. It's also a good way to focus energy for future events. Um, it's a divination tool, which is a lot of people use, you know, old fashioned people would use crystal balls. Yeah. Crystal <laughs> balls were very rarely clear. They were actual real crystal and there's all these different colors in them and stuff like that. So you would see images. It's like when you stare into a fire, you see things in the fire. Yeah. That's divination. People are doing it and not realizing they're doing it. When you look up at a tree and you see the way the, the, you know, the branches are, you see a little smiley face or something that's divination. Mm -hmm. um, but Hollywood changed that a little bit and put out this clear crystal ball and yeah, right. like get, you know, it's called scrying <laughs> and you can scry with the mirror. You can scry with, you know, water and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I actually don't see them as physical beings. I see them as universal beings or light beings. Mm -hmm. And then the psychic part of me that's attached to the physical world sees everything like a photograph. So, okay. I mean, it's, it's kind of a hard question to answer because mm -hmm. everybody connects to it on a different level. Right. Some people do see them walk in like, I have seen, you know, out of your peripheral vision, people will see shadow people. That's mm -hmm. them muting light to be seen. They don't have a physical form, so they'll mute light to be seen. They're not evil. They're not at negative energies. Mm -hmm. But people have been taught, oh, it's a dark figure, so it's got to be bad. No, right, right. we're in a lit room. It's muting light to be seen, and we can't see directly through the veil, so it's usually out of peripheral vision. And then mm -hmm. in darkened rooms or... When you're driving in the dark, you'll see light out of your peripheral vision, mm -hmm. which is their energy. So that's how uh, I see them all the time. And then mm -hmm. the psychic part of me has to go into the physical world and see it. And photographs is what made sense to me as a child. So um, like a picture book. Like when you're right. a kid, you look at the pictures first before you learn the words. Right. That's exactly the way I do it. So because that's what made sense to me. Mm -hmm. oh, okay I have kind of another random one so like I don't know I can speak for myself and I'm sure literally everyone has experienced this when like a loved one or pretty much someone you know that's passed will visit you in a dream so mm -hmm. what is that like is that real or is it just <laughs> that is so confusing to me I've never understood it that's you visiting them oh okay so people say, oh, you had a visitation, which is true. You both open up the door. But usually mm -hmm. when we go into a deep sleep and we have an extremely vivid dream of our loved ones that have passed mm -hmm. or our friends or people that are, we're connected to, that is right. us actually traveling through the veil to visit them at, at home. They call heaven home. Yeah. Home. So you're visiting them. Now, some people said, well, it wasn't a good dream. And I said, well, then that's your soul's way of decluttering because our soul is like a house. When you hold in grief or negative feelings or fear or that kind of thing, your soul has to get rid of it somehow. So mm -hmm. bad dreams are your soul's way of getting rid of negative energy. It's literally sweeping out the house. So your soul is sweeping out its shell. Mm -hmm. So we let go of that. Now, when you have a dream when it's very vivid, the part of the dream that's vivid is the visitation. That's like, uh, you know, one woman would say, you know, listen, I had this dream of my mom and she was sitting there, but she couldn't hear me. And I was talking to her and I'm like, you know, she yeah. could hear you. You 
we're, we're still connected to your conscious brain and thinking that it couldn't be that easy. Like we're really conditioned to think um, we can't feel it even in our deep sleep, but a deep mm-hmm. REM sleep, people will wake up and they said, I had the most wonderful dream and it was beautiful. And I knew they were okay. And I felt the peace and the love. It's right. because you, you stepped through the veil and went home for a visit, you know, yeah. and, and that's how a lot of people realize like, okay, I know I'm going to be okay. Now they told me they're okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, so dreams like that is usually you visiting them, not them visiting you, but they're the one that opens the veil and says, come on, let's have tea or let's, so, and I, and I've told, um, Kirsten this before, like I have this one gentleman that was really, really close to my heart and Mm -hmm. quite a few Mm -hmm. people that were like family to me. And when he passed, every time I connected with him, I don't have the ability to connect to the people that I really, really love, like I can for other people, but I do have, I have the ability to know when they're coming in or I'll have a dream or I'll get a sign and I listen to the signs. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I can't connect to them because my grief, I'm still in the physical world and I have to go through grief too. That's part of my, my learning curve. Yeah. So, but he would come to me all the time and he was always building a motorcycle when he was living, he was always building a motorcycle or working on one. Mm-hmm. And I said, when are you going to get that motorcycle done? And I remember the stream very vividly. I'm like, oh my gosh, how long is it going to take? You're in heaven. I mean, can't you do that in like five seconds? <laughs> he's like, there's no motorcycle. That's you. You're uncomfortable with me not doing something that was part of my favorite memory oh. of him. Like I would sit with him for hours while he was working on the motorcycle and we were to have really deep conversations mm-hmm. and he was a, a really big part of my heart and, and he started laughing and he's like, there's no motorcycle. You're the one that puts the damn motorcycle. <laughs> and I'm so like, wild. oh my gosh, I do that? And he's like, yeah, that's your comfort zone. That's not, Wow. he goes, he goes, why would I be over here hurting my knuckles and stuff working on a motorcycle? I mean, I'm in heaven. And I'm like, oh, right. I, I don't know. But that's what I was comfortable with. And then yeah. every time after that, when I saw him, the motorcycle got more and more built and pretty soon it was gone. Wow. So because I was open to it. So that is a really big, a big part of it. So, uh, and I think it's pretty amazing because I was, you know, somebody that's been deciphering messages from spirit for since I was very little mm-hmm. here, I didn't separate ego from my own reading and there's no room for ego in a reading, mm-hmm. right? Like you can't let ego come in. And as soon as I recognize that, he's like, I don't know why you always put a motorcycle there. That's all you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy. I know. <laughs> it's funny. It like, oh. Right. And you know. so I guess I have one more question that's probably like an obvious answer but I just don't know um so the way you can like communicate with humans that have passed is it the same thing with animals for you it is animals are pure spirits and have zero ego they do have some arrogance they have personalities Mm -hmm. they do have a soul but they have zero ego they don't look at us and say you're destroying me Mm -hmm. and uh, even though we are, you know, yeah. they, and, and animals don't, you know, even when they suffer trauma, they allow love to come in. Animals are not afraid of love. The only animal on this planet that is afraid of love is humans. 
We have been conditioned that love is going to hurt. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And to believe that if you allow it to come in, somebody's going to rip it away from you mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to hurt. But that's going to happen. What happens is we cater to the fear so much, we literally facilitate what we're afraid of. And animals don't do that. So once animals cross, mm-hmm. they're still there for us. They will actually send to other animals, they will yeah. communicate with us. They're always around. We feel complete, unconditional love. I always tell people, dog is God spelled backwards for a reason. Yeah. They're truly unconditional love. Cats mm-hmm. are really about independence, but they're unconditional love as well. And we're, yeah. we're talking domestic animals, but then you look at these people that are pure animal communicators. Mm-hmm. They can heal. They they know what's wrong with the animal. They they're very they don't do well if, unless they're in nature or connecting with animals but yes animals can come through they do not live as long as us because they have less to learn and the ancient animals that do live longer than us are here to help teach us unfortunately we've made open season on a lot of them and you know like reptiles and you know that's part of showing our evolution and people Mm -hmm. don't understand the whole magnitude of it now when people ask about, you know, how does, you know, when animals are suffering, Mm -hmm. do they hate? They don't have an ego, so they don't hate. Mm -hmm. They will react to trauma just like we do. Like Mm -hmm. if a hand is always hitting them on the head, they cower down when they see a hand. So, Mm -hmm. but they're always open to love. They're always open to a new way. Mm -hmm. And uh, they always fall into our lap when we need them the most. That's right, Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's pretty amazing. Like I always say, you know, animals don't, the animals that help guide us and heal us absolutely don't need to be here as long as we do because they've done a job. They never go home until they know we're, we're healed. Yeah. And sometimes we don't realize we're healed until they're gone. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, I need another, everybody. I, it's so funny because people will lose a spouse or lose mm-hmm. a loved one and mm-hmm. say, I'm never going to get married again. Yeah, I'm never going to love again. And there's enough love for everyone. And there's mm-hmm. enough love in this world. And there's enough for everyone. And that is where ego separates us all. It makes us feel like there's not enough for everyone. And mm-hmm. but all of us get another dog, all of us get another cat, right. all of us will yeah. get another bird. We never once think we're cheating on the animal that passed. That's true. We know and but we watch these people they might lose a spouse at a young age and everybody's like I can't believe you're getting remarried I can't believe you're yeah. doing this you know when mom passed or dad passed and and all I can feel from spirit is why would anybody want somebody to be alone the rest of their life when they didn't pass right. away then and right it's a different kind of love and it's grief but we never question animals love we're like you know animals it's even with wildlife you know wildlife yeah. falls into our lap when we need it too like you're driving along and you're you're feeling melancholy called I'm sorry I missed that word <laughs> melancholy and you look up and there's this hawk and you you get this sense of peace that's a loved one sending you a sign yeah. uh you know or a bunny you pick up a bunny and move them off or a turtle off the road and the turtle's kind of like yeah thanks man I needed that mm. help you know and yeah it's amazing but animals do come through but they're absolutely not ego driven in any way like the rest of us so and they do in that in fact 
react to environment, both spirit when they're in spirit and both when, when they're in the physical world. They're, it's Environment is everything. And that's the same with us. When we're in a stressful mm-hmm. environment, we're stressful and angry. Right. And when we're in a calm environment, that's why I tell everybody, no matter if, if you live in a house where there's some stress, mm-hmm. you make your room your sanctuary. Right. You know, you make it the way you want to. So you have a sanctuary to go to. Right. If you're living in a house where you're working all around your house, you're not in a home, you're in an office. You need to make mm-hmm. your workstation in one place. And that environment is everything. And animals teach us that. Right. So they've always taught us that. Sometimes we just don't listen. Okay. That's good to know. Because I don't know, ever since my dog passed away, I'm always, it is that thing where I kind of always know, like, my dog will send me another one when it's mm-hmm. time but it's also how do I know it's like the right dog if I ever decide to get another one I don't know this is here's here's the thing about dogs dogs always send you even if you're like I'm thinking of getting another dog I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm ready right. so you start shopping around you start going to shelters you start going which way you want to go yeah and you know, you might be looking at one and you don't get that one. And you're like, well, it must not be the right time. No, what you say is your, your dog said, no, that's not the right one for you, you know, and the one that is falls into your lap. Okay. And that's a huge part of it. That's a huge part of it. So like my one, my one friend, she was like, okay, my next cat is going to be this beautiful, long haired, beautiful Mm -hmm. black cat. And Mm -hmm. two weeks after she said that this orange tabby fell into her lap that has two extra thumbs and she's like oh my gosh this is not what I was looking for but that the cat you know she didn't have a choice the cat picked her Mm. so that is the way it goes so even when you're actively looking Mm -hmm. your dog that's passed will make sure the right one falls into your lap and sometimes the right one needs a lot of help because it'll keep you focused and away from the grief Mm -hmm. and keep you focused in that bonding moment so, you know, because the animal will pick you. I, mm-hmm. I had one client, I, I just love her to death. I kept telling her her husband was sending her a dog and she said, I'm never getting another dog. Yeah. And I'm not kidding you. She went home from her reading that day and there was a really ugly dog on her porch <laughs> that was completely, and he was a mess. Yeah. And she ended up keeping him. You know, Aww. and she's like, you know, he did. He sent me a dog, and yeah. it's not a dog she would have picked. I, it was a, it was a pretty ugly dog, right? <laughs> and she got, yeah. But when she got him healthy, that's the way it is. Um, mm-hmm. So dogs pick you, and and the same with cats. Animals, your animal spirit will send you what you need when you need it. So if you're ready to look for another dog, start mm-hmm. looking, mm-hmm. because you don't want to just jump in. Right. You want to feel that bond. Okay, well, that's uh, good to know. That's a relief. Yeah, and there and there's a soul bond that goes with our animals, obviously. Yeah, you know, you felt that with your dog, and people feel that with their cats. And they, mm-hmm. I have one lady that she doesn't go anywhere without her birds. When she goes on <laughs> vacation, she takes her she takes her RV because she's like, I, you know, wow, I have a bird. I have a loud bird. She's a cockatoo. Goes everywhere with it, <laughs> and. She literally found the cockatoo on her back deck in Florida. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was one that got loose. She tried to find the owner. She finds, mm-hmm. you know, there's parrots in Florida because uh-huh. people letting them go. But mm-hmm. this one was definitely, she goes, he, he could speak. 
he kept coming back and he finally let me pick him up and he came to the door and the the cockatoo picked her but now she won't ever leave him alone she's like he doesn't do well with other people so she literally had to buy an rv to travel with this bird (laughs) dedication i love that right yeah so wow animals are an amazing anchor or an amazing bridge between the spirit world and the physical world Mm -hmm. and they bring so much joy even when it's one we can't connect with like seeing an eagle or watching the squirrels or watching you know the crows and Mm. it's really amazing how much they bring to us we just don't realize it Mm -hmm. we don't realize we're communicating with them all the time now I don't mean to keep you over but I do have another one last question for you if you have a sure I have time. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so Jamie and I have talked about grief a lot on this podcast. Um, and I find myself getting readings from you when I'm grieving like extra heavy or when I just need a little extra guidance. Right. Um, which reminds me, I do need to email you about uh, getting another reading since my grandmother <laughs> passed away mm-hmm. recently. But um, does the spirit ever grieve not being in the physical world no because for them and and this is really hard for people that are left behind to understand Mm -hmm. they don't miss us because they can connect to our vibration our spirit imprint anytime they want to Mm -hmm. and there's always a part of us that is on the other side like when when you look at this video later you're going to see changes in the light Mm -hmm. like Every time that we're spirits coming in, the light changes a little bit of color or it gets brighter or dimmer. That's because they're all electric, right? They're Mm -hmm. all energy and they disturb that. But a lot of people think that, that they miss us, but they don't because they're with us at all times. Now they give us our privacy. They let us learn our lessons. Sometimes you're like, I haven't felt my loved one's energy around for a long time. Mm-hmm. is you know is is that normal well they're still there they're just mm-hmm. letting you go about what you need to go about learning mm-hmm. right so they're yeah. still there guiding us they don't miss the physical world now sometimes they do choose to come back but it is it's usually a couple generations later mm-hmm. or in a completely different family sometimes a different sex it's it, they have free will there's no way for me some readers can tell if you're at a certain level and you're not going to come back i i don't get that when i because you have free will once you cross over you might find the love of your life over there or your yeah i don't use the word twin flame i feel it's very very much a marketing tool but yeah. one of your soulmates or a connection yeah. mm-hmm. um that you say you might just one of them might he might decide to come back or she might decide to come back and you're like well you know, we're going to do it together again. So, you know, wow. you, you go back and you find each other in some way, whether oh, wow. that as siblings or as romantic partners or as mother and daughter or father and son or father and daughter, etc. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, there's no way for me to answer your what your future lives are going to bring. But no, mm-hmm. they don't miss us the way we miss them because they're connected to the part of us that's always there. There's always Mm -hmm. a part of us that is in heaven or home or on the other side. Mm -hmm. And that's a universal energy. When 
we ask them, they will apologize for things, but there's no feeling of remorse because they've seen their life review and they understand why things happened the way they did in this lifetime and what the spiritual resume was. And sometimes we don't get the closure or the answers we need from that until we cross over ourselves. Mm -hmm. There are times where a soul goes home before it's time. Uh, we have exits. We have more than one exit. And sometimes we go too soon. And those souls, you generally are taken into God's love and healed or into the divine's love and healed and then set, sent back fairly quickly and usually live under the same circumstances that's why people say time repeats itself we hear about you yeah. know my great 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 grandmother did this and you're following in her footsteps or we hear about history repeating itself mm -hmm. and we see that and, and that's why there's so many people that can have the same experiences generations apart even mm -hmm. though they're not in the same family the same exact experiences because we're here to learn a lesson. And if we go home too soon or we cross over too soon, we're sent back until we get that lesson learned. Wow. So um, I have a very different take on heaven and hell. <laughs> so okay. I feel the physical world is what people pertain to hell. I think that wow. it's not always pleasant here. There's a lot of storms. Right, But there's calm in between. And I always tell people, your wording is very powerful. So if you say, this is this calm before the storm, that, that gives you the impression that the storm is going to annihilate everything. And I, I always tell people, you need to change that wording to, this is the storm before the calm. Because storms are very, very tough. They're really, mm -hmm. they're, they annihilate things uh, like a tornado, but they don't last very long. And there's really long periods of calm in between storms. Mm -hmm. So if we change our wording to this is the storm before the calm, that brings in hope. Right. You say this is the calm before the storm. That may, why are we, what are we working in during the calm? Why are we, you know, mm -hmm. we're just living in fear and anticipation and apprehension of the storm. So you change mm -hmm. your wording, change your life. So do they miss the physical world? Absolutely not. Do they feel like they need to show up for us? Absolutely. When we need them most, their energy mm -hmm. can come in and be there. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some people that cross over and they're like, why would I even want to connect? I can see them here. I <laughs> right. you know, live my life. I'm happy here. There's no pain. There's all of this. So sometimes we'll have spirits that don't come and visit. I mean, they connect with us in our deep sleep because mm -hmm. we're over there visiting during our REM sleep. Mm -hmm. But they're not always going to come through because they are in a place where they're like, I already did my living. Why would I want to go back there? I'm in heaven. You know? Right. And that's really hard for people that are left behind to hear, you mm -hmm. know, that it's sometimes I just can't connect with certain spirits. And mm -hmm. that to me is an indication that that spirit is at a very high vibrational level, mm -hmm. has served its purpose and, and will see you when you get there. And, wow. you know, like, 50 years here is a nanosecond there. Like yeah. we think in, in the, the concept of time, it's mm -hmm. been 25 years and we still feel grief. Well, they're like, it's been a nanosecond. Of course you still feel grief. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and they understand grief, but they don't understand the physical pain that it brings because there's no longer a physical form for them to right. feel that there's no ego on the other mm -hmm. side. So, wow. Now, I've always found it very interesting how 
much of their like actual personality sh- like really shines when they are a crossover because my mom's mom she was always very quiet and soft-spoken and every mm-hmm. time I speak with you she's like a chatterbox <laughs> that's right. so crazy and um yeah. And I didn't realize until she passed over how nosy she is. Oh, um, yeah. She wants to know everything. Now. Oh, yeah. That's um, so funny. I'm even, like you said, they do give you privacy. But um, I went to a gallery reading that you're at. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned a piercing that I had that not everyone <laughs> knew about. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no concept of the secrets oh, yeah. over there, right? <laughs> That's so I'll find myself like in my day-to-day life now like watching like what I think or like, <laughs> and, like I'll shut my th- try to shut my thoughts off because I'm like she's listening <laughs> oh my god right well they do give us our privacy so mm-hmm. when you and and if you need that you're like okay grandma you're not going to be a part of this part <laughs> you know sorry you're not going to be a part of that and sometimes they're, you know, your grandmother is very, the great thing about spirit is spirit always, they do have a soul theme or an imprint mm-hmm. personality, right? And that's something that carries through with every lifetime. Mm-hmm. Some people, soul them, you know, theme is scholars. Some of them are healers. Some of them are empaths. Some of them are, you know, animal communicators, other people, and some of them are narcissists. Like we all yeah. have a little bit, a bit of narcissism yeah. in us. And everybody wants to say, oh, a narcissist, a narcissist. I'm like, everybody has a little piece of that in there because that brings balance, just like the yin and the yang. We we have shadow selves and we have light selves. Mm -hmm. So when she was here, she was learning, she was absorbing, she was bearing witness. She was, so she was quiet and soft-spoken because she was getting the information she needed. Mm -hmm. And that's how she was nosy. She was listening all the time. So she knew what was going on even in the physical world. Now mm-hmm. on the other side, they can get real chatty because they don't, they already know everything, right? Mm-hmm. I always tell people the reason why babies are born not speaking is because they already know everything. Wow. They're coming back from heaven. They're coming back yeah. into this world. They already know everything. And if they come in and go, okay, listen, I'm here to <laughs> advance technology and have four kids and four, yeah. two of those kids are going to cure cancer. And they're going to do this, this, and that. And that's what I'm here to do. Oh, by the way, you're here to do this. And this is when you're going to pass. And then you're mm-hmm. going to do this. Nothing would get done. Everybody would be like, oh, you just took the fun out of it. I don't right. you know. You know, why would I pick being a gas station attendant? Because it yeah. matters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I always tell people, you know, when, when COVID first hit, psychically, I was like, this needed to hit because nobody appreciated that the fact that this whole country was run on people that made $20 or less an hour. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't go to work, the shutdown would have been astronomical and devastating. Right. Yeah. So now people appreciate that a little bit more. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you don't work to make more. And it doesn't mean that you don't appreciate everybody at all levels, but it really taught people how to appreciate People that we always thought were menial workers, I I never thought that, but some people really didn't understand the magnitude of how those people kept everything running. Mm -hmm. So everybody served a purpose, that thread of connection from the the top of the the owner all the way down to what we would consider the, the smallest worker 
is a synergy that can't folk, you know, can't focus mm -hmm. or run without each other. And that was that was a huge thing that came out of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, that was in a positive way. Right. And spirit always has that way. But yes, your grandmother wants to know what's going on all the time. But now she yeah. can be chatty because she actually <laughs> knows what's going on. And babies can't come in and tell us what to do next because then we're not evolving, but we are in, mm -hmm. we are in the true throes of evolution right now, both with nature, mm -hmm. with, you know, um, human development, uh, everything, everything's changing. And yeah. we're, we've been conditioned to think that a big meteor is going to come down and create an ice age and we're all, yeah. just, you know, and, and it, it, that, it doesn't happen like that. It happens slowly over time mm -hmm. and we're starting to listen. Right. Yeah. Right. So now your grandma's like, ah, oh, everybody's listening. <laughs> but she is nosy. She so is. if you don't want her involved in stuff like that, say, grandma, you know, Shh, grandma, don't, you know, we have to be good. <laughs> and, I, and I always end up like talking to her. Oh, like I feel more connected to my spiritual side ever since talking with you. And I'll mm -hmm. just be walking around the house, talking to them without my response. But mm -hmm. right. and even um, my one grandfather, he died when I was a lot younger. So I didn't really have like a really huge relationship with him. But I do feel more connected to him than I might have when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, that, and that's where you're letting your spiritual connection open up and that's what readings can do for people too mm -hmm. it can also open up a sense of peace a sense of connection and some people are like I always felt close to my great-grandfather but I never met him mm -hmm. and I just feel like I always knew him and I'm like well you did know him before you came into the world mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you two discussed that this is the family you're going to this is my family I left behind you're part of my legacy and there's that connection too. And then we don't understand how much our history can be connected. Now we see that also with um, unhealthy relationships in our, you know, people say, well, why would I choose this unhealthy family that I was born into? Because right. you knew you could help save or experience or help somebody in the future or break a cycle so that generation gets healthier. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what your generation is doing a lot of. Your your generation is a very busy generation. They're constantly breaking cycles mm -hmm. and cycles of conditioning, and it's generational conditioning. And that, you know, and there's a few of us from my generation. I say a few of us, which is obviously a couple million people, but <laughs> two of us from my generation that are more open to why did I suffer this trauma? Now I understand why I suffered it. Now we're going to, you know, our children are going to break that cycle as well. So it's, mm -hmm. and it's not always pleasant. And sometimes it's not even breaking the cycle of abuse. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's breaking the cycle of perfection. Like when you say, mm -hmm. oh, th this person had a great family life, had a great childhood, had wonderful parents. And, you know, he, he effed off and, and did all these terrible things. Yeah. Right? And everybody's like, why he had a great life why did he do that well because right. his spiritual resume requires him to do that yeah. and when 
when you're not a good person or you're not wired right in the physical world, Mm -hmm. uh, you're here to teach. So you're actually a higher vibrational soul and Mm -hmm. people don't want to see it that way. They want to see bad people as bad. Yeah. And they want to think there's a special place in hell for them and they're special, but they're a higher vibration. They're, they're teaching people how to evolve and Mm -hmm. how to heal and how to fix and how to stop those things from happening so it's it's really amazing to me how one thread turns into another thread and turns into another and pretty soon you have this amazing weave of a blanket that Mm -hmm. has all this tapestry of many different souls connections and histories and and you're bearing witness to it so it's it's pretty fascinating to me so and people do open up their intuition the more open they are to readings the more open, most people that have never had a reading, when they come to me for a reading or come to a, a psychic. Now, don't get me wrong. Just like any any profession or any community, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're going to have your sour apples or your hokey people. You're going mm-hmm. to have that, right? Yeah. Right. So when people lump it all together, like everybody knows a doctor can make a mistake and they think of them as human. But you have to find a doctor that's right for you. And I'm not the reader for everybody. Mm-hmm. You have to find the doctor that's right for you. You have to find the reader that's right for you too. But I can say, and, and this gets, I'm not popular with some other intuitives because of this. There's no such thing as a curse. Mm-hmm. And when there, you, you get in with a reader that says, well, for $500 more, I'm going to remove a curse. You right, say, listen, right. I've been curse this long. I don't think that needs a curse removal. Yeah. Right. Uh, That really bothers me because it's taking advantage of people's fear. It's taking advantage of people's grief. It's taking advantage of somebody that you could really help to level up to the next, to evolve to the next level in a very peaceful way. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, you know, my personal opinion, not professional, but my personal opinion is anybody that charges you more to get rid of a curse or tells you that one of your loved ones who passed is stuck yeah. and needs $500, more, $500 more to move them on to the other side, mm-hmm. please, you know, my advice is don't, don't give in to that. Right. And I feel like that could also be like very traumatic to someone like in their grieving and like healing journey. Cause I, my, one of my mom's friends who got a reading from, some lady ended up bringing her to the house like her childhood home with Mm her um to get her mother unstuck so she can move forward because she was like before the reading was telling her how like she hasn't really connected with her mom in readings before right I I feel like that's very traumatizing for someone who maybe has never had a reading before yeah yeah and and that's part that's Part of why, you know, people expect the Hollywood wow factor. People expect it to be this monumental, you know, people will say to me all the time, well, prove to me you're psychic. And I ask them what they do for a living. And well, I'm a banker. Go prove to me you're a banker. Give me $500 for free. And they're like, well, uh, you know, I work at a bank. Here's my card. And I said, well, I work as an intuitive. Here's my card, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah. we're, we're, We're constantly being tested. And when people are testing you, it's because they have either had a very bad experience that left Mm -hmm. a bad taste in their mouth, Mm -hmm. or they're extremely curious. And I don't get offended by that. What I say is, after 30, you know, 36 years of doing this, 
I, I don't feel you're ready for a reading if you're constantly asking that. But if you've had a bad experience, I'm really sorry. And right. you're welcome to ask me some questions. But, <clears throat> excuse me, your grandfather might not tell me your, your childhood nickname. Because right. Who decides what's important? Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes they do tell me that nickname, and there's, and there's, it's very hard to prove that. But there is a lot of people that do take advantage of people's grief, and it's just not uh -huh. okay. Mm -hmm. And that is a very common question I get. They're like, "Well, you're charging this much. You know, if this is a gift, you should do it for free." And I said, "Well, do you go to work for free? Right. Yeah, you're, asking, you're asking me to take another job to pay my bills." You're mm -hmm. asking me to take time away from my family to do readings for free. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me that this is a gift, so I have to do it for free. And I want to know who told you that, who right. told you that, you know, and right. that, that's a big thing that I did for years, for years, I did by donation. Oh, I, wow. took on a, I did a seasonal job because everybody told me that I couldn't charge for this. And then I got to a point where spirit was telling me, you know, you really need to help people. Yeah. You need to charge this. We do need to do this full time. And I, I asked for the signs and I did get it, but people don't realize that it's hard on your body when you're taking our. <laughs> party it's like still going but it's only 10 o'clock I got to get up early in the morning and you, you right. leave that feeling of energy if you walk into a room and everybody's really happy and everybody all of a sudden you look at your watch and like oh my gosh it's three o'clock in the morning I got to be up in three hours for work mm -hmm. your joy is the same thing everything is energy everything in our lives is about energy and how we react to it it's just like when you can be all of a sudden you're you're in a good mood one minute three hours later you're in a horrible mood you like think to yourself who was I connected with oh my gosh I talked to so and so and they were having a moment you absorbed all that energy mm -hmm. so sometimes you have to recognize it's not your anger it's not your anxiety it might be somebody else's yeah which is huge for that but yeah the the curse mongers I, I have a problem with them. And I'm very yeah. honest with that. And and when I meet them, I tell them that. I, I How dare you tell somebody they have a curse on them? Right. You know, instead of walking them through where they're at and mm -hmm. making them feel... I had one client, she had a beautiful ring mm -hmm. that her ex had given her, but she kept it all those years. And, and this curse lady told her the ring was cursed. She needed her bring bring the ring. And she would get rid of the curse on the ring. Well, of course, when she went back to get the ring, she said, oh, no, no, the ring was so cursed, it broke, and it, it was destroyed, and I can't give it back to you, but you're free of that curse now. And I said, you need to file a police oh, report immediately. Yeah. And they did find that ring at a local pawn shop. <gasps> and she oh, paid wow. the $500 to get rid of the curse in the ring. Oh, my God. So, you know, that, and it's sad because yeah. she was mm -hmm. so afraid that the reason she wasn't finding love was because of this curse that was on this ring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't a curse. It was residual energy. It was easily, you know, she got her ring back. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the woman that did that was prosecuted, which is good. Yeah. But it, it's sad that she took advantage of this person that was really feeling in a low spot. And sometimes... Right. We want to control the universe. Like we feel like, oh my gosh, I'm single. What's wrong with me? Why hasn't it happened to me yet? 
Why is it happening for me, but it's happening for everybody else. Sometimes stepping back and looking, is it really happening for everybody else or are you watching people settle? And if it is happening for someone else, what can you learn from that connection? You know, they're best friends, they're happy, they're in love. Mm -hmm. You know, look at what you want out of that and recognize that the universe's timing is impeccable. The universe is ancient Mm -hmm. and knows what it's doing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to trust in that, even if we're a little bit impatient. Right. And I'm impatient. It took, yeah. I was 40 before I figured that out. I'm like, here, yeah. let me give everybody else advice, but not take it myself. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is what we're all notorious for. Right. So for me, I find anybody that tells somebody that their loved ones have not crossed over and that they need that guidance and help. Um, true hauntings are rare, but they do occur where somebody is so religiously conditioned that they're afraid of where they're going to go. So they don't oh, go wow. towards the light and they are lost between two worlds. Yeah. And but most hauntings are actually what we call residual energy. That's on a it's like listening to a same song over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's on a loop. Yeah. So that that there is a difference between residual energy. <laughs> Some of them do not. Some of them are lost, but they're afraid that they're going to hell or they're afraid they're going to a certain place or they're afraid to go towards the light or they really Mm -hmm. don't understand that they've passed. But yeah, it's rare. In Mm -hmm. my opinion, it's rare. I've seen more residual energy or spirit popping in to have a little bit of fun. I mean, they they like to have fun. Yeah. Right. You know. So. Wow. Um so yeah i would recommend to literally everyone and their mother to get a reading from (laughs) kathleen yeah um not only has she like spiritually guided me um it's also like such a healing experience and it's helped so much with my grief Mm -hmm. and um i mean there's times where like i can't like accept hearing what I know is the truth and mm-hmm. getting that validation from you really helps me process um my grief or whether it's a personal problem so yeah I re- would recommend Kathleen to absolutely anyone mm-hmm. well thank you that's I take that as the highest compliment <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on. We're yeah, we really super, appreciate this. Yeah, we've been so excited. Mm-hmm. I had a blast, and I'm a little chatty Kathy when I get to talk to people about it. I love it. <laughs> I love, love it. it so. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, thank really you. appreciate having you on, and I'll definitely be setting up a reading because <laughs> I now that I have my questions answered, I'm like, I'm good with this, so yeah well that's good I you know and I'm I'm really honored to be um a part of this thank you so much for having me on and Mm -hmm. uh I know that I have the link somewhere for the podcast but Mm -hmm. if one of you could send it to me again I'd like to absolutely um you know put it on my page so people can connect with you and, and do that as well and I'm so honored. I had a great time. You're both very, very bright lights. I think you're doing some really great things. Thank you. And Thank you. I think it's really cool that you're part of a generation that's teaching the rest of us how to, to love and 
and question what we've always mm -hmm. known. And that conditioning is really, you know, we're really breaking free of it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very honored. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I look forward to talking with you soon. I will definitely email you the link and mm -hmm. uh, we'll be emailing you to set up another reading. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wonderful. I look forward to it. Great. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. You both have a wonderful night. Thank, Thank you. You too. too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Wow. Um, well, that was insane. I Amazing. Definitely. Like even getting readings from Kathleen for the past mm -hmm. three years, I didn't know literally that much went into it. Yeah. And it was really comforting to like hear some of her responses to things and I it makes me feel so much and that's another thing like I've always been very scared to get a reading because I'm I, I never even understood what really went into it and I feel like I'm even when I still get readings I'm it's not that I'm scared but like mm -hmm. she'll call me and she'll be like why like the first thing before she starts my reading is she'll be like why are you anxious like yeah I was <laughs> meditating I feel that you're anxious Mm -hmm. as I'm like sitting there like biting my nails yeah. yeah so it is really comforting though especially uh, like I'm such an animal lover and <laughs> so it is nice to know you know those things yeah, with animals absolutely. it makes me feel so much better about stuff like that so very comforting all right uh, so we're just gonna wrap things up uh mm -hmm. again thank you guys for tuning in right um and thank you again Kathleen for coming yeah. over I've it been means, looking forward yeah, to this. It means and, the world to us. I yes. really appreciate it. And I know that my mom is so excited for this episode. <laughs> my mom is like the biggest Kathleen fan. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's hit it with the outro. All right. This has been great. This has been Let's Talk About It. With Jamie and Kirsten. Tune in next week for some more fun. Be nice, do good. Treat people with kindness. Stay safe. All the love. Peace, Peace and love. love.